And I hate the empty cup metaphor that you can't pour from an empty cup. You got to fill up your cup before you can pour out of it, right? I always encourage people, you shouldn't have a cup. You should have a champagne fountain. <laughs> pour from the top at all times and all of the cups stay full. Welcome to Personal to Profitable. Hey, I'm Rannon, personal brand mentor and photographer. Real stories of entrepreneurship and motherhood, strategies for turning passion into profit, plus encouragement for pursuing the and that's on your heart are all topics you can expect here. Because we aren't just moms, we're multi-passionate women who have presence with purpose. So I'm excited to have Jada here. Um, Jada is a spiritual director and the creator of Sela Space, which is a holistic wellness co-op in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. In her work, Jada offers um, her clients the space and the practices needed for holistic healing and sustainable wellness. Something I think is really important to note within Jada's branding is the meaning of Sela which means to pause and take notice and to make space for what was said, you know, to contemplate and to consider quietly. And I think everybody can use a little bit of Sela in their worlds, especially right now. It totally follows suit in all of the different things that you Jada have to offer. So go ahead and just say hello. <laughs> and you can kind of introduce yourself if you want. Tell us a little bit about Jada. Yeah. Hello. So glad to be here. Thank you for having me. You did a great job of describing what I do. I live in Sioux Falls, have since I uh, came to University of Sioux Falls here for college, met my husband there. Um, his name is Wit, and he is a computer guy, not the chiropractor farmer I had envisioned for my life, but that's fine. He's wonderful and magical and perfect for me. Um, and I also have two kids. Audrey is three and Merrick is a little over one. I want to just tell you, obviously, I'm really excited to just chat in general. You and I have um, met in professional settings and um, personal settings too, just briefly. And I've worked with you through spiritual direction and we've kind of done like a brand deep dive together. But um, before we like dive into like your whole journey and, you know, all the knowledge that you have to offer, I just want to know, like, when did Sela Space start? Um, and then to kind of like, how's like the growth been through all the craziness of, you know, what the world is now? Yeah. Um, it's, it's been a growing journey. So it's hard to answer that question, um, with one date. Sure. Uh, in this location and in what I call the beta version of Sailor Space, this has been around since um, October 20th of 2022, 10 days after Merrick was born. So um, that was that was a journey. But I have been doing spiritual direction since uh, I graduated from seminary in May of 2019. Very cool. You started out just taking on like a couple people here and there, and you've kind of seen your business like blossom. Is that right? Yes. So in 2019, when I had graduated that whole first year, I never had more than four clients at a time. Like truly, if I would bring on a fifth client, someone else would fall off the face of the earth. No explanation, just gone. 
and the pandemic hit and I was actually um, working as a med aide at an assisted living here in town. I was working the evening shift, so 3.30 to 11.30 because it felt silly to keep our daughter in daycare when that's what my paycheck was going to. Um, So we did this weird, like I wasn't working night shift, but I wasn't working regular hours either thing. And so I got to be home with my daughter, uh, which was wonderful and I'll never do it again. (laughs) So I was doing that when I got pregnant with Merrick. We knew we were pregnant in February and the pandemic hit in March. Um, And all of these protocols went into place, especially in these assisted livings. And I was running a low-grade fever because I was baking a human. So I wasn't able to go to work for three days at a time. And if I had a fever on one of those three days that they tested me, uh, and we're talking 99 degrees, but they had to take all of these precautions. So there were weeks that I didn't work. and. It was in that moment that Whit and I realized, like, why are we wasting time trying to get you to work at this job that is just like covering some bases for us when we're clearly handling it without it financially, because you're not, you're only there half the time. So why don't you just be done? And so in April of 2020, I quit my full-time job and decided I was going to try like hell to have more than four clients at a time and make up that money and and really commit to this full time and then by October of that year we opened this huge location with four offices and a studio and I've got practitioners working with me and it it just exploded so wow I can't I didn't realize how similar our uh not only our second child, but also just like, you know, our third child with our business, um, how similar those like timelines are. It's so interesting to hear that from you. I've never asked you that before. I think that's really cool. As a client of yours personally, I know obviously a lot of these answers, um, but can you kind of give us a rundown of what a wellness consult entails? Because that's kind of the start of like how someone can work with you, yes. Jada specifically. So it starts with a wellness yes. consult. Give me a rundown of what so that entails. wellness consult is a free half hour um, where you come into Sailor Space, Sailor Space, you get to see the place um, and sit in this environment, which really I hear from a lot of people is energetically different than other places. Like you really kind of have to feel it. But when you come in here, it smells different than everywhere else and it feels different and you get to just kind of breathe deeply into this space. Um, And so I really, I think it's really important for people to not only experience that, but also to spend some time with me to get to know if I'm the right fit, because I have been to Reiki practitioners and spiritual directors who are really not the right fit for me. And that can be um, less helpful, more harm than good kind of a thing because because if you don't get each other therapists too you have to date your therapist right you got to find the right one um so really making sure that you get a chance to ask me questions um hear how I talk I'm pretty sassy so um if that doesn't jive with you that's important um but then the other really big piece is we go through this 
sort of worksheet um, where you tell me about your story, um, kind of the how you got here to this appointment. Um, and sometimes that's a, I don't know, what do you want? to know about me and sometimes it's a well and then we've definitely gone over our half an hour but so so good to just hear and give you space to like pour all of that out everything you've been holding um and then we talk through nine different areas of wellness so we talk about your physical health how do you feel in your body I don't care if you're at the gym or not but does your body hurt are you comfortable in your body um, do you like your body? Those kinds of things, um, nutrition, emotional, mental, spiritual, uh, how do you sleep at night? That's always a really revealing one. Um, and then we talk about how do you feel financially? How do you feel sexually? How do you feel socially? Um, how do you feel spiritually? Of course. Um, and so we go through all of these and you, you rank how you feel about how you're doing in that area on a scale of one to 10. 10 being, I'm actually teaching a TED talk on that later. Thanks for asking. And one being, actually that part of me has died and I haven't heard from her in years. And so those, those different areas, giving yourself the space to really consider how you feel you're doing in that um, and talk it over. From that, we, go into what kind of miracle you're looking for. And I often have to challenge people in this because uh, often when people come in, their initial miracle answer is, I just wanna feel peace about this. That's not a miracle. That's just, that's just a feeling. That's not a miracle. Where's your miracle? Sure. And so we talk about your miracle and then we make a game plan for um, where should you start? Who should you talk to uh, first? Is it not me? Then let's find you the right person. Um, and how frequently should you be coming in? And should you do a membership or should you just uh, kind of pay as you go? Those kinds of things. So it's a really jam-packed half an hour that often runs longer than a half an hour because I am a winded person. <laughs> Same. I totally feel that. <laughs> when I first came in to work with you on a professional level, um, we kind of combined my wellness consult with my spiritual direction because I kind of was like, yep, this is what I want. Let's come in. Let's do it. And we kind of did it all at once. Um, but what I think is really interesting is, you know, you go through all of those different topics and I think back to like my first session with you and I'm still surprised at like all of the things that ended up actually coming up and it was all things I didn't really, well, there's a couple of things I kind of knew I wanted to talk about, but then other things just kind of surfaced and like these different aha moments, like, oh, you know, that's where that trauma is coming from. And like, oh, I need to deal with that too. Okay. This is interesting. Would you say that's something that's common for people in, um, spiritual direction? Is it like things come up that they didn't really prepare for? Or do you think it's more common for people to know exactly what they want to come in and talk about? I honestly have yet to have somebody come in and know exactly what they need to heal from. And that's the only thing. <laughs> sure. Because life keeps moving, right? And so even if you didn't uncover like eight other secret traumas in your session, next month, you're going to have something else to talk about. Right. Yeah. It's so interesting. Every time, like when you're in there, 
every time you were like asking these different questions, I was like looking at your face, like waiting for some kind of reaction or you're so good at having this like very, you know, non-judgmental, just like, I'm just listening, go ahead and keep talking. And that's weird for me because I don't think I've ever really experienced Mm -hmm. that. Um, you know, that like openness where you're just like, all right, keep pouring out, keep pouring out. And I'm like, I don't have the words anymore. You tell me what to say, you know? (laughs) Um, but I think probably every time you go in, you just get better at it and more comfortable. Well, and that's, uh, that's a old youth ministry trick. I was a youth pastor before this and you ask middle schoolers a question. Nobody's answering you immediately. Right. And so (laughs) that's okay. I'll wait. And they, they teach you in school for that. Wait 30 seconds. It's, it's brutal at first. Because yeah. you're like, I just want, I see what the problem is. I can just help you. I can just point you in that direction, but that's not what spiritual direction is. Yeah. It's letting, letting it bubble out of you. And sometimes that takes time. It's really hard to not counsel in any situation, whether it's psychiatry, therapy, um, spiritual direction, coaching, mentoring, like counsel is a part of all of that. Um, But are we trying to change a behavior, a, um, a thought pattern, a trauma that you're healing from are we trying to kind of correct it like emdr therapy is a really great example of this this is where they do the eye movement disruption and it changes the neural pathways in your brain so instead of being triggered by that trauma your brain is able to you know carve a new path and not fall into that trigger response um that's a lot more of what therapy is. And spiritual direction is so much more about walking alongside of you and listening to how that's affected you, honoring how that's affected you, but also looking at that pain from different angles and and saying, yep, and how did it bless you? And not to be, I, I hate to even say it that way because we're so good about like, sweeping things under the rug and just considering it all blessings like I'm so blessed I'm so blessed I don't let you say that kind of stuff in my office um Mm -hmm. like it's so much worse for other people and like my trauma is not that bad no okay but how did this trauma set you down your path or have you cause you to turn on your path or turn around or um how did like what did it change in you and what's good about that what hurts about that um and how do you want to move forward from it and so oftentimes I'll end up having people go to therapy from spiritual direction or working in tandem so you're seeing a therapist and me and you're doing that kind of that more um change it, fix it, move forward from it with the therapist and more of the honoring and comforting and self-loving in spiritual direction. It's almost like um, the motherly love that you're kind of like just hoping for. Yes. Almost, you know? Um, Yeah. And just like holding on to, or like, like a big hug. (laughs) 
I compare it to, you know, seeing your OBGYN for your, for having a baby and hiring a doula. Okay. I love that. Okay. Those are very different things, but they can work together so beautifully. And some people can go through birth without doing it in the hospital, right? They can choose a home birth and just have a doula or a midwife. Um, And that works really, really well for them. And some people are like, God, no, I would never not be in the hospital. Where's my epidural, right? And both are really great delivery methods. But what is right for you in this moment? Right. Yeah, I love that. It's something I feel like, um, can. it's a conversation I feel like has to continually be put out there, you know? And I think depending on where you're at in, you know, in life and in your spiritual journey and in your personal growth journey, like you see it maybe through a different lens, depending on kind of what you're going through. And I found so much, um, positivity in it, obviously, you know, that I'll be back and yeah, (laughs) and have been. So yeah, I think it's cool to just like have that conversation, um, knowing that people are potentially either intimidated by one or the other or unsure by one or the other. So I think it's really cool to have that you know, just kind of laid out. Okay. That being said, I kind of want to back up just a touch and I want you to tell me a little bit about like, was there an aha moment for you to kind of start this as your business or, you know, how did you get to this place where you're like, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to make money. This is what I'm here to like serve the world with. Yeah. So I was in the spiritual direction program at the time, um, which is just, it's a certification program. And I was getting this um, at the same time I was getting my master's in Christian leadership, both at the seminary in Sioux Falls. And so I was in this group, uh, I was the youngest Uh, we'll put it that way. And that's kind of frequently been the case for me. People think it's adorable that I do things. And that always makes me laugh and a little bit fired up. But uh, I was in this program and I was taking on a full-time youth ministry position. I had been at that church for three years and I was an intern and then an interim youth director. And they were giving me the full-time position because I had graduated. What I was finding was my favorite thing about my job was helping the moms work through their thing. So I I am the uh, ski lodge mom. I don't want to go skiing. I don't want to go on the adventure. I want to make the snacks and I want to take the pictures and I want to, I'm, I'm here to support you, right? So really that doesn't make me the most ideal of youth pastors um (laughs) so so I would do the youth ministry things and I loved it and I loved my kids it was the best but my favorite part was when moms would come in to talk about some trip or something and I would say what's going on how are you sit down, let's talk. And it'd be an hour and a half later and they're crying on my couch. And like, it was just the best. I I say this a lot. I love it when people cry. I love, 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 love when they cry in my office. It's my favorite thing. Good for you for letting it out. I think you needed it. And I'm here to hold that space for you. Um, So uh, that's what I loved. And then I got 
pregnant with my first and I was starting to feel this shift that God was calling me out of church and I was kind of mad about that and God was saying Jada it's time to go I have other plans and I was like yeah but I'll just I'm gonna stick this out I can I'll do both you know you told me to do this I had other plans so um really resisting that and I got pregnant and the push was getting harder and harder Jada you have to go you have to go you have to go and I was in Rapid City visiting my in-laws with my husband and we were staying outside um I think playing football um which is funny if you know me as a person because I don't sports but um we were playing football and um I had just hosted a women's conference at First Presbyterian called Ladies First and it was the best it was enormous it was fantastic and I was told thank you so much that was so great you can't do it again and that was kind of my like ah. we were talking about that and I said wouldn't it be great if that could just be my job all the time like if I could just do that and Wit was like you should do that and I said I don't want it to be events all the time I don't want to just be like a huge conference coordinator thing like that's yeah that's not it, but cultivating the space and the moments for women to really connect with each other and themselves and God. And how can I create the right space for that? That is judgment-free and is, you know, space really. Um, And then I started renting an office with three other spiritual directors it was like a six by nine office very small downtown and outgrew that real quickly so okay I lost your question that's okay no you're you're totally (laughs) hitting the nail on the head Uh, you you know you obviously you started in youth being a youth pastor and you realized that you what you loved in that, you know, you love talking to the women and how to kind of, how can you create that to be your everyday job? And I think it's really cool that you even just like noticed that you loved that. I think that that has something, um, that's been something that I've struggled with in the past. Like, okay, you know, I'm going through the motions. I'm doing the same thing year after year. Okay. But what is it that I actually really enjoy? Like, what is it that's keeping me going, you know, and just being able to recognize that I think is a whole another skill that you have to kind of develop. And then what a blessing it is to like, be able to realize it and just like run with it. Yeah. So cool. So yeah, I think that's, that's huge. And so you were like, all right, I'm going to open sailor space. This is it. This is what I'm going to do and see what happens. Yeah. In a pandemic. In a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. That's so cool. Um, that being said, um, we kind of did a brand deep dive is what I call them when I do virtual calls, but we were able to do ours in person. Yeah. Um, and it's typically a service I offer to just kind of do like an overview with a business owner, typically a service provider, and just kind of see like where they're struggling, what you know holes can I kind of fill? How can I help them, you know, put sparkle on whatever they need to kind of do? Yes. So I have been threatening with all of my business owner friends, I've been threatening to hire people to do stuff forever. (laughs) And then I get this like Midwest toughen up thing bubbles up within me. And I'm like, I no, I can do it myself. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) So 
I have been threatening to get rid of bookkeeping and hire that out. I've been threatening to hand over social media um, because I just, as much as I love the connection, I can't believe how much time it takes up and, and more like mental time. When you actually sit down and do it, it doesn't take that much time. But just the time I spend like thinking about it and avoiding it and those kinds of things. So I have been wanting to hand this over, but it's so hard, first of all, to trust somebody to get your words right. Like to, especially because I have done no marketing for Sailor Space outside of Instagram. That's, that's the space. And, and I know that my words have an impact and Mm -hmm. that's a great responsibility. Um, And I really don't take that lightly. And so much of what I say is spirit led. So I, I like, I don't even trust myself to do it half the time. Um, (laughs) And that's why I like, I don't plan ahead too far. And I don't, because you just never know where the spirit's going to move and interrupt all of your really well thought out plans. So um, I have been really wanting to do this, but it's so hard to find somebody that gets it. And so I remember sitting in that meeting going, she gets it. I don't even have to explain myself. She knows what I'm talking about. Wow. That's so funny. <laughs> and I really thought that I would be super micromanagey and like have to go back in and change a bunch of words. And um, I realized like without even realizing it, most of the launch was done by last week. Um, or the work that you had had prepared for me um, was done by that point. And I had a bunch of women in for entrepreneurial wellness group and somebody said, oh my gosh, I loved your email. And that, that one line. And I was like, I don't, I didn't even read it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is funny. Please take that as like the highest form of trust and respect that I, I love that. And with all of these Instagram posts too, I, I'm like, Hmm, I wonder what I posted today (laughs) and going and read it. But it's like, it's right on the money every single time. And so that's so fantastic. And I'm so grateful for that. You really do have such an incredible gift of like knowing who you're working for. Mm, You're sweet. Yeah. I wouldn't take on um, a job for just anybody. So that's, I definitely during that brand deep dive, I'm kind of like, can I help this person? Like, do I get them? And if I don't, I would never be like, yep, I'll take the job, you know? So that's huge for me too. What I was getting to by talking about that though, was just like that outsourcing and how important that is. And I think it's something as entrepreneurs, we all kind of struggle with. Um, I, I know just within this last year, well, now that it's, we're only a couple months into this year, last year, I outsourced probably three or four different times. And each and every time I'm like, okay, now I'm going to do that again. You know, like every struggle with it right away. But then when you do it and the project or the task, whatever you're hiring for gets done, you're just like, wow, what a relief. And then the next time you decide to outsource, it becomes so much easier. Like each and every time that you do it, it's like a no brainer every time now, you know, and the, like the freedom, the peace and the freedom of like, wow, I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to think about that. It's just done. And it was done 
way better than I would have done it because I would have gotten like such a uh, good enough like mentality about it. Well, that, and then you're, sometimes you're so busy and your brain wants to do other things. So then you don't even, you know, give your all into, you know, something that you do want to have technically your all in. So, yeah, I think that's a really interesting perspective to offer. What would you say is super common for female business owners specifically for them to kind of be struggling with what is common that you see them come in and kind of need, um, support with from Sayla space? Yeah. Worth over and over and over again, it's worth. And the, the honoring of yourself being deserving of space. I wrestled with this, um, for a long time. I have the most supportive husband on the face of the earth. And yet every single time I've had like kind of a rocky month or, um, I'm not making what I was hoping to be making at this point, or, you know, just those, I'm not seeing as many clients as I'm supposed, I wanted to be seeing or whatever it is when I'm not hitting that like successful number um, that I've made up in my head and talked to him about. um, I feel this like immense guilt. Um, And so then like that trickles down to like, trying to work harder to keep the house cleaner or like to make up for it in some way because I'm not contributing the way that um, I would be if I was still working my other job or, you know, whatever. So, so often I see that in other women that it's like, I, I am so burnt out. I'm so tired. I, I am out of creativity, whatever it is, they're, they're running on empty and feel like they can't rest because they have not been able to give themselves the space to, or that they weren't given the tools growing up or whatever it is to understand that they are worthy of rest, regardless of what effort or work has come to fruition at this point. Um, We are made as cyclical beings that need rest and you can't, you can't just like pour and pour and pour and pour into your business and then wake up the next morning and keep doing it. At some point you have to rest. And I would say 98% of the time, the women that I see don't rest because they don't feel they've earned it. Wow. Um, or they don't feel worthy of it. So much of the conversation turns in entrepreneurial wellness group for all the business owners that I work with individually. Um, so often it comes back to worth. Mm. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. And I think that's something that ended up coming up within our, the spiritual mm-hmm. direction that I did with you. And I was kind of, you asked me, you know, where is that coming from? And then when I realized, you know, it was coming from, you know, past employers or past conversations that were had around, um, money or different things that I was, you know, soaking up and I didn't even realize, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and that go, go, go kind of like constant work ethic was something that I didn't realize I was using to, not deal with other traumas that I had never oh, yes. from work as yeah. avoidance is huge. Yeah. And it was like subconscious mm-hmm. almost like I didn't know yeah. that I was doing that until I stopped. 
Yeah. And now it's been two years of, oh my gosh, what is going on? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, but so amazing too, to be able to have that um, realization and that opportunity for growth too. So that being said, if you could give advice to female business owners or potential female entrepreneurs who are kind of thinking about, um, you know, taking the plunge into entrepreneurship or trying to follow their gut and do the dang thing or start a side hustle, what kind of advice would you try to give just like gentle advice as they start? I, I have two things that just feel critically important right now. Um, one of them is you schedule your time first. So if you're starting a business, particularly a service business, when you first start, you're just taking uh, clients or work on whenever you can get it and you'll make it work for your schedule. Um, don't do that. <laughs> You are worthy of a regular schedule. So figure out why is this what you want to be doing and when do you want to be doing it? Do you want to make sure you're home with your kids at a certain time every day? Do you want to make sure that you can go for a run in the morning and not have to do that, you know, at five o'clock in the morning? (laughs) Those kinds of things. Schedule that stuff first um, and work around that. And you are you are worthy of that from from day one, you don't need to wait, like, don't wait till you're successful to change your schedule. It's going to be so much harder to do. Um, and that has tied into, I know you've been doing this more too, but that has tied into now scheduling for my cycle as well. So not scheduling as much when I am in my menstrual phase, that kind of thing. Um, and scheduling those harder, more challenging tasks for myself in that flicker flare phase. But, um, that kind of comes with a different kind of self-knowing and when you're ready for that. Um, But your schedule, you are worthy of choosing what that is. Yeah. I love that you said that and that you brought it up because it's definitely something I had to learn after a full year of, you know, doing the entrepreneurship thing. And thankfully it all worked out and I didn't totally get burnt out. Um, But I can see why it happens. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm still wrapping my head around, you know, the worth of you can schedule in your, you time, you don't have to earn it, you know, by yes, yes, by the inquiries or by the jobs that you get, like it has to happen. Otherwise, you know, when you do get those jobs and those inquiries, you're not going to be able to show up to its fullest. And it's like, we all kind of know that, but I think the way that you said that was just so perfect. Like it just kind of gave me like a little bit of chills right away. Like, yep. That's what we all needed to hear. Yes. And I hate the empty cup metaphor that you can't pour from an empty cup. You got to fill up your cup before you can pour out of it. Right. I always encourage people, you shouldn't have a cup. You should have a champagne fountain (laughs) pour from the top at all times and all of the cups stay full. So when you're doing that self-care first, it'll all trickle down into the goodness and you don't hit empty because it's, it's constantly free flowing and that's so important. Um, but my other thing is you have got to become best friends with that inner voice. That intuition is so important. And if you're not making decisions with her in mind from the get-go, you are gonna do a lot of backtracking you are going to be frustrated with a lot of clients. I love that you said, if we don't, if you don't get it in that 
first brand conversation that you won't work with them. Mm-hmm. That is not most people. Yeah. Yeah. It is not most people. So, and every woman has this ability. Every person has that intuition within them and knows beforehand. Like we know that we just have to listen to that. And the sooner you can understand that inner voice and learn how to pay attention to that voice, the easier it's going to be to say amazing yeses and hard no's. Wow. Yeah. So true. And I think, again, that's something I've been like really trying to hone in on these past, you know, couple years. What would you say? Can you give like a quick, easy way to like try to hone in on that a little bit more for someone who's like, huh, you know, like I do get these like little instincts every now and then, but like, how do I know or how do I, how can I refine listening to that? Yeah. I have found that the clearest understanding I've had of my intuition was realizing, um, am I a head, heart, or gut instinct person? And that's something that you can find out with your Enneagram ego type. Okay. We'll point you in that direction. So eights, nines, and ones are gut instinct people. They're going to feel that in the pit of their stomach and they are going to know quicker. They're also more likely to not have a problem with this. They're they trust their gut. Um, that's a really regular phrase for a reason. Um, heart instincts people, I'm a heart instinct. That's twos, threes, and fours. Heart instinct people have a really hard time because they are all about the other person. And so everybody else's feelings about the yes or no get really muddled into that. Um, and so it's really about... Um, aligning with yourself before you go into that decision, um, before you let other voices in, you really have to listen to what is my body telling me? Do I feel, I usually feel my yeses and nos in my fingers and toes. Um, I get like an almost numb, it's so intense kind of sensation. And I didn't ever notice that until a therapist asked me, what are you feeling in your body right now? Mm. So now I ask it all the time. Um, And then head instinct people, you're going to have to think it through and you're going to need a chart and a pros cons list. And like the more you know about yourself in that way, the easier it is for you to practice for that. And what are the numbers, the head numbers? Oh, sorry. Five, six, and seven are the head numbers. Okay. So as we kind of wrap things up, um, do you, during a spiritual direction, um, appointment is going over your Enneagram an option is talking about your cycle and like making decisions with your cycle. Is that an option? Are those all things that someone could come in and say, I want to know more about this. Can we talk about this or? Yes. Okay. So I used to parse out all of these different appointments and have people schedule them separately. And it's just, it just doesn't align. We are holistic people and you never know what you're going to end up wanting to talk about when you walk in the office. And so every individual appointment I have, I have two appointment options at this point. It's distance healing or spiritual healing. Distance means I'm going to send you a Zoom link and we're going to do it virtually. Spiritual healing means you're coming into the office. Whatever we have, whatever happens during that time, I'm ready for. I created space for and you get to decide. Sometimes you'll come in and you'll be feel disappointed at first. If I tell you we're not doing Reiki today, you clearly have a lot to talk about. 
or um, I know you want to talk about this some more, but we've talked about this for three sessions. We're getting on the table. We're we're spinning. Let's do something about that. So I might not tell you no, but I might encourage you a different way, but it all falls under the guise of spiritual healing with me. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think it's something that not everybody knows. So aside from spiritual healing, you also offer Reiki, cupping, um, the sound healing, lots of different wellness practices to kind of help people. What is the best way to connect with you? Like that first, Hey, I want to see what this chick is all about. Um, what's the best way that you think people should connect with you? Yes, that's definitely a wellness consult schedule that one first. It's free. It's short and sweet. And then we can really make a plan from there. Yeah. Okay. I will put all of your contact information. I'll put your Instagram and your website in the show notes so that it's super easy to have people to click on and kind of find you and see all the things that you have to offer. But thank you for spending time and sharing space with me today. Um, It was so fun to just chat about all of this. Thank you too. It was such an honor to be asked and to share this space with you. Did you relate to this episode or feel an idea or two spark for utilizing on your business journey? If so, please take a moment to leave a five-star review. Your feedback and kind words will fuel the free content and conversations produced here. You can find me over on the gram at paper and pleather for easy to digest tips, how to's, and of course, pretty photos. I'd love to hear what your purpose is and how you plan to make it profitable. I truly love to connect with you, but be sure to hit subscribe here before you go.